Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now over the last few years I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see what is possible. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. Community. When you think about that word, when I mention the word community, what does that mean to you? You know, when we watch or listen to the news, they often make a, they often a phrase that's the business community has thoughts on this, or the wider community said this. We all make assumptions that we live in a community, and yet the description of what a community means is actually very loose. What we do know is, is when we are without a community, it somehow feels very lonely. And that was particularly demonstrated during COVID when people's desperation to, to interact with each other was, was so, so well felt. And the idea of looking at it through Zoom did not quite fit the bill. But it's fascinating, isn't it, when we think about this sense of that we are human beings living an experience and we need people around us in order to share that experience. Part of the reason my wife and I left London was to find community, somewhere to live where we felt more part of it. We had lived in that road in North London for only five years and we knew very few people down the street because there was no real reason or way to interact with people. We knew our neighbours directly, but we very rarely went into the houses. And it felt somehow that there must be more to life than living like this. And that's why once my son came along, moving out was a very easy decision. So we left originally with thoughts going to the West Country, but we ended up in Scotland, partly because it was close to the Findhorn Foundation, and Grandma had moved in this direction. So it it all kind of fitted at the time. And I've told that story before. Um, I won't tell it again, but another time maybe. Now, admittedly, having a young child at the time, it was really helpful in terms of building our community because there were things that you do with young children or you things you need to do, engage with. The child needs to engage with other children as well. And so that brings you into contact with people in similar circumstances. And so it's really easy to build and find a community. What is also interesting about this location is that there is a very famous spiritual community here that started 60 years ago. Well, it was originally a spiritual community. And in fact, it wasn't actually. It was literally a collection of three people that had nowhere to go. And they just camped on a, on a very derelict campsite and started growing vegetables in order to survive. And a community built up around them. And it initially became a spiritual community. And sometime in the 90s, I think it is, it kind of moved more into becoming a, an eco-village, a sustainable community. And it, for a long time, it's one of the largest in the world. Um, so why am I talking about this today? What's its relevance to you? Well, I've had a real sense this week about valuing community and being around it. So... I often mention and talk about the value of humanity. What is humanity for? What is our purpose for being here? And while it is definitely to have an experience, a journey, to create a legacy maybe, to leave something of value behind, while it is those things are important, it's also about the people that you share that journey with. 
Because it's those people, it's through those people we have learning experiences. One of my greatest lessons, and it's taken me years to learn this, and I'm still learning it to some extent, is I cannot do everything on my own. And I still try. I still keep pushing to do things on my own, but I need people around me. And it's certainly one of those things that's discovered by entrepreneurs very early on on their entrepreneurial journey. You know, if they get, if they find any success, it will be about the people that they brought along them on the journey to make it happen. The entrepreneur has the vision, but sometimes, you know, while they have some capacity, they need to find other resources to make the journey happen, to make the dream come alive. So this week has been an interesting week because in terms of community. So that organization, the Finhorn Foundation, was built out of these these people growing vegetables and building a community around them and it's grown to a a huge organization with several sites and people coming from all over the world to do training and courses with them well following covid and a couple of fires and never truly finding a sustainable path the end of the road is coming for this organization they know that it cannot survive under the existing process but it's a very painful process because this is not it's not like a company or a business this is a community of people that live together and work together and if you're inside the foundation as in part of them part of the people that work there and some of these people have been there 30 plus years it means their home their work and their family so when an organization like this explodes and disintegrates people not only lose their job they lose everything and that's why it's been so interesting this week looking at this and, and exploring where they go from here. Not that I've been involved in that conversation, but I'm just watching this journey go, go down. On Friday, I was privileged to be invited to a private showing of a film that has been made about the Finhorn Foundation and about the last five years. And people have been very candid on that film about how, how hard it has been for them on that journey and where they go next and the fact that most of them will probably be out of a job by the end of this year and out of a home by the end of this year and what is beautiful to witness is the the community is coming together to both support each other and find a new path forward find something to build out of the ashes of the past what I was witnessing in the film is community coming together to to work out the problem and doing the best it can in that process, but working it as a group with each other. And it probably will be because that's what they've been training to do for years, to do this work in the correct in the right way. That is not to say the process won't be messy, because community can be messy. Things will go wrong, people make mistakes. But that's the point about it. We learn from those mistakes and create something out of it. So all of that aside, that's their journey. What I want to come back to is our journey, where that fits in with the overall scheme of things. I am reconnecting with my community. For years, I spent a lot of time connected. I have an enormous group of people that I know in terms of across the world. But I would say most of them are going to be acquaintances because I never connect with them directly. 
I think some of my best friends I have never ever met. And when I think of the people around me who I do meet on a regular basis, I have some very strong connections around here, but I don't invest enough time in them. I don't invest enough time in my community. And I'm putting that right because I'm recognising now, as I get older, of course, that these are the people that will be there for me in my time of struggle. These are the people that will be there for me when things aren't going right. And, you know, we are heading into uncertain... Well, hang on. We were always heading into uncertain times. Yeah, the good times never last. And there's no such thing as good times and bad times. It's just times. And that's what we have to deal with. There are just times. My encouragement for you today is to consider where is your community and who are your community? A hundred years ago, you'd have been in one community. That would just been people you lived around there wouldn't be anything else but now we live in separate communities we are we interact in separate groups so you might have work community I remember my work colleagues in my last main job were very much a second family they were a community and we all have this situation where there are loads of different fragmented groups of people who we associate with in my situation I have business friends I have a LinkedIn community People that I talk to on LinkedIn, I have a Facebook community and friends. So these are my a lot of my communities based socially on social networks. If those social networks went away, I would lose touch with those people. I probably could not find them. I mean, a few of them I could, but it would be hard to find them. So I'm really conscious that I need to make sure that my community is strong. It's interesting. It comes back to some of the stuff in the Seven Habits for Highly Successful People. Stephen Covey has a thing in that about sharpen the saw. And what he means is about investing in things around you, investing in relationships around you, so that when you need something, when you are in the place of need, there are people that you already have relationships with that could help. Now that is the power of community. That's why community is so important. So if I had any homework for today, I would say it is evaluate where you are with your community and where do you need to build strength where do you need where could you give service in the community in the group of people around you which would put reciprocity in the bank put something in the bank so that at some stage down the line when you are in need there will be people there for you and that is the power and value of community I, there's a quote I wanted to share with you, but I cannot find it. I cannot find who said it. The nub of it is that at some stage during the 17th century, the President of the United States, not sure which one, was shocked to discover that people who were taken away from the tribes or people who were escaped prisoners of the tribes, the indigenous tribes, did everything in their power to get back to the tribe. They rejected civilization and chose to want to live in the tribes because they felt safe. And when was asked about why they wanted to go back, it's because they felt safe and cared for. And so they were rejecting religion, guns and money for the sake of going back to a community. And that is the power of it. And I really can't, I need to try and find that some quote. I can't find it anywhere. 
As always, do check out the website. There are over 400 conversations on that site with amazing people and amazing stories. And there are probably a couple of hundred of these conversations as well. So so if you've enjoyed this conversation or any one of those conversations, make sure you share it with someone because that's how people like yourself find a good podcast. And I will be back on Wednesday with another one of our leadership conversations. And this time it's Jeremy Larsman and he is an ex-Tesla employee. So let's see what he has to bring us, shall we? As always, thank you for your time and attention. I will catch you next time. All the best.